Welcome into this edition of the College Fantasy Football Gurus Podcast. This edition is going to be a little different than most. Uh, It's coming to you a day later because, you know, life happens, Max. Life gets a little crazy sometimes. Tends to happen. Yeah. So, like, well, with life being crazy, it is still not as crazy as how many damn bye weeks there are this week. My God, Max. I don't even know half the people in my starting lineups. I have no idea. But is it, like... 34 teams? Is that the number? 34? I know it's in the 30s. Of That's how many teams are on by. Unbelievable. It's like almost a third of the league. And Max, our key like a fourth. phrase. Yeah, a fourth of our, like literally it's horrible. Yeah. But our key phrase with anything is calling teams dumpster fires. And that kind of is going to play into, we're going to do one segment today because it's we're later in the week and a lot of stuff's already come out, so we want to get something out of just some of the sneaky plays. And I think we're going to call this segment the dumpster dives. Does that seem fitting since this week is the dumpster, dumpster dives? Fire? Uh, yes. I think that's a good idea. The dumpster dive episode. Yes, this will be a total dumpster dive episode. Get have picked... to put that in the old Google Doc right now. Yeah, we're going to have to put that on the yep. sheet, label it at the top. Basically, we're picking five guys that are low-owned that are sneaky plays for you when you have pretty much your whole roster on by. So without further ado, let's jump right in. All right, quarterbacks. We'll start with quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, the usual rundown. Let's start with this first quarterback. You have Sean Clifford playing Purdue. Look, the way Penn State looked last week in their absolute massacre of Maryland, Clifford had a good game. He did. And Purdue, you could, okay, I'm not going to say Purdue is going to get beat 59 <laughs> to 0, whatever the score is. But Purdue's defense is not good. Not great. No. They, they, they're they probably struggling after Sindelar and uh, Rondell Moore are sitting out as well now, too. So they don't got a lot going for them. No. And part of me, this might sound crazy. I almost wish that uh, Sindelar and Moore were playing so this game would just be more of a shootout. Yeah, you know, that'd be yeah, fun. the only thing I worry about is obviously, like we said, there's not a lot of guys to pick from this week. But if you're ruling Clifford, you just hope Penn State doesn't get up super quickly, you know, with the run game. You hope he can at least get something for you. Very true. Yeah, but I like I like Clifford. Um, I think he had a big week last week. Um, it's kind of slowly turning into the stud after, you know, I thought Penn State was going to be more of a run-heavy offense. Instead, he comes out and throws for three eighty nine or three ninety eight and three last week. Goes against the Purdue team that played that Minnesota, you know, played really well last week. It was a high-scoring offense. Offensive game and Tanner Morgan put up four touchdowns in that game. So I hope Sean Clifford's better than Tanner Morgan, even though he's not because go Gophers. Yeah, I feel like there was no <laughs> way you were going to get through that comparison without throwing a go Gophers or row the boat. There was go no Gophers. way. There was no, no, no chance. There's no chance. You know me way too well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, next one here, John, is it Wasink? I want to make sure I pronounce it. I think it's Wasink. Wasink. Wasink? Yeah. John, the kitchen sink. Perfect. I love that yep. nickname. He's playing Toledo. <laughs> and history tells us that this game should be weird. Things will get weird. It should be high scoring. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I don't know if there's necessarily a receiver you want from Western Michigan, but Wasink's had solid games this season. And playing against Toledo, this game, it's going to be one of those games where it's 40 to 40. You know, it's going to be high scoring. There's points to be made in this game. So, yeah, throw them in the lineups if you need a quarterback. 
Especially yep. in two quarterback leagues. Especially, yeah. Next one, and we're going to hit a lot on this this matchup, Max, kind of all over the board here. Dan Ellington versus Arkansas State. Dan Ellington has been great. He beat the greatest dumpster fire of a team in the Tennessee <laughs> Bulls earlier yeah. in the season. You can roll You can roll Ellington with some confidence here against Arkansas State. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I would even hesitate. Um, no. And I, even, at all. It, and I would even say, I'd go as far to say this. If you were in a deep league, and it wasn't the dumpster dive of 30-some bye weeks, you probably <laughs> could roll Ellington as your quarterback too, regardless, if yeah. there wasn't that many teams on bye. Especially it's in close. this matchup. Yeah, especially in this one. It's, these Arkansas State games have been crazy fantasy-wise. So there's, there's no hesitation well, for Dan last, for me. Last week, between Arkansas State and Troy, the final score was 50-43. to 43. Yep. And Caleb Barker threw the ball 57 times for 367 and four. Yes. So, look, roll out everyone in this lineup, and we're mm-hmm. going to hit on some guys later. But yep. whoever you can I mean, find, throw them in. Yep. Allington threw for 39 attempts last week against Texas State. Yep. Um, and, again, they lost. And they will most likely have a very similar style of play going up against Arkansas State this week. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that literally speaks to our next quarterback, Lane Hatcher. I don't know how he's so still so low owned, like percentage wise, but he's like he's in this matchup too. Lane yeah. Hatcher went off last week. He played extremely well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw for four forty and four. Two picks, sure. But look, if you're throwing for four hundred and forty yards and four touchdowns in your first start, <laughs> I mean Yeah. Things are clicking, right? Yes, they are. Totally, totally agree. I mean, and there's no chance that Bonner comes back, who was having himself a you yeah. Know, a he good was year. he was having a good year, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was having a good year. Obviously, he's hurt. Hatcher steps in, and it just doesn't look like they messed a beat, right? One one of the things we talked about was if if he could help sustain Merritt and Bayless, um, and he proved us, and then some last week. Yeah, right? they both went off along with uh, their other receiver. Also put up a good like twenty point week, mm-hmm. so it's a, uh, it's all signs pointing forward for him. Yeah, this last quarterback, I'm don't know why we put him on the list. I'm pretty sure as soon as I typed his name out, I puked in my mouth a little. I was like, <laughs> but Tanner Morgan against Illinois, Max, just take it away. Well, there's so much to take. I don't even know. I mean, I'll throw it all on my back quick. Probably crumble, um, just because he's amazing. He's probably the best quarterback I've seen ever since, ever since Tua Tagovailoa. Max, I hate you. I don't know why we do this podcast. <laughs> if you're going to make comments like that, you're going to get sent back to concussion protocol. It's but, probably but, like at this point, we're probably looking for Heisman, Tanner Morgan. He's probably like, you know, fourth on the seat. What, three make it to New York? Is that, what the, is that how that works? I think it's, is it three is it or four? five? I thought it was five. Or five. Is it really? Regardless, Max, I Well, Tanner Morgan's sitting right on the outside. He's looking at <laughs> all I, eyes pointed forward. I handed you the reins to have a serious lead the charge segment, and it's never happening again. You're done. <laughs> but for real, I will say this, even though it pains me. Tanner Morgan looked good last week. He did look good. I mean, he, he real good. <laughs> he had like one or two incomplete passes. How many incomplete? He was, let's see here, 21 for 22. That's right, last week. So he threw the ball well. You Very can. well against Purdue. Yeah, four touchdowns, three ninety-six. Um, hence, obviously, why we have Sean Clifford in as one yep. of our starters, um, even though he should probably be owned anyway. 
but Tanner Morgan's not going up against any tougher of a defense in Illinois, who is probably another team in that dumpster fire category of the Big Ten. We got a lot of dumpster fire teams. In the in the Big Ten West, especially. Yeah. Outside of Wisconsin, it's like yee. Yeah, well, except for the Coves. But yeah, seriously Go though, Coves. yeah, Coves. still undefeated. Still they undefeated. are undefeated, so, and I still want to call it a dumpster fire. Uh, but a good one. Yeah, a good dumpster like fire. Like a thriving dumpster fire. Mm, yeah, that's, Illinois that's, this week. That, I yeah. mean, you have Bateman. You Correct. have Tyler Johnson. Look, he's going he's gonna to give you – He's got his weapons. Three, and his running backs are a little banged up, honestly. They, the platoon of them all. Tanner Morgan is going to give you 303 this weekend. I believe so. Yeah, because I mean, I mean they they look they're looking to get Tyler Johnson and Bateman the ball whenever they can. Yeah. I mean, Ibrahim didn't play. I don't think last week. I think Rodney Smith, Rodney took, Smith the took over, and he played okay. Yep. Yeah, but obviously it was the Tanner Morgan to Bateman and Tyler Johnson show. Yeah, so, so let's move on to these running backs. Max, look, we got Robert Mahone versus UNLV. I'm surprised at the percentage that he's owned. It's Fairly lower than you would expect for a Boise State running back, mainly because he's been a little banged up. And last week he had an okay game. He mean he got the bulk of the work, but it was just an okay game. Mm-hmm. I expect this week for him to kind of get back in rhythm. We're talking above 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. I would think so. UNLV is, UNLV is you know, not does not thrive against against They've the run. Kind of been a dumpster so. fire this year. I, I know, know that's our phrase, but they have. Yeah. Amani Rogers has not been good, and he's I don't know if he's good. hurt. He could be hurt. But, but I mean, he, he's playing. I mean, Charles Charles Williams has looked to be good again. He got yeah. he got banged up, so he got banged up in in the last game against Wyoming. Didn't I think it was like early in the second quarter. Um, he wasn't doing that great. Um, he only finished with like one and a half points. Um, but he had to get an MRI on Monday, and that was kind of scary to see if he missed any more time. It was good news. He was only like a bone bruise, um, so he had no structural damage in his knee, and he's slated to play again this week against Boise State, obviously. So he's still flagged um, as injured on fan tracks, so just to be wary of, he is supposed to play this week. Okay. Thanks yep. for the little Charles Williams drop, Max. I mean, yep. I think you can – I know Boise State's tough, but on a side note, obviously he's a high percentage guy owned, but I think you probably should play him. In a game, they're going to need him. I mean, he was productive against Northwestern. Yep. But back to Mahone here. Look, Boise State's going to get up in this game. Whether it's through Mahone or it's through that gauntlet of receivers they have. And once they're up, they're going to feed Mahone. So I don't. I think he's a good play this week, especially at the percentage yep. zone. I think so. You can do a lot worse than a Boise State running back. That is very true against UNLV this week. Yeah. In a he's, week where there's a lot of teams on by. Yeah. Next one, Jason Huntley versus Liberty. We expect this game to be pretty high scoring, and Huntley's just a game breaker. Like, he doesn't need a lot of work mm-hmm. to be productive. Like, he can house a screenplay. He can house one draw play. So, look, that one's more of a dice roll in my opinion. I think that one you're not necessarily looking at workload, but it's Liberty, so we kind of expect it to be a little bit of a shootout. I mean, yeah, I feel like with Huntley, you're safe to expect at least one giant chunk play. I mean, you would think so against mm-hmm. Liberty, who has averaged over 200 yards given up on the ground. Um, Jason Huntley's put up 20 points in the past two weeks. He put up 20 points against Fresno last week. Who's solid? Fresno's a respectable so, Yeah, team. which is solid. Um, so I'd expect them to, you know, feed him the ball this week against a team that struggles against the uh, struggles against the run. Yeah. This next yeah. one, Max, is really interesting to me. It's 
Artavius Pierce versus UCLA. First off, I don't know why his own percentage is what it is. I've said that on a few of these guys, but especially Pierce. And I, I guess the only thought that kind of crosses my mind with his ownership percentage is being so low is the Jamar Jefferson factor, right? <laughs> we don't know what the situation is. Is Pierce just outplaying Jefferson? Or did you see well, that Jefferson was banged up? So Jefferson was banged up, and he was a, he was a last-minute go for last week. Um, he was he was ruled active last week against uh, Stanford. He didn't play much. I think he only got a couple carries. Um, they pretty much just fed Artavis Pierce, um, giving him 16 carries for 141 and two. So if they're still like it's it's definitely one to keep an eye on because Jamar Jefferson's probably still the one one A right. You can consider Pierce yeah. a one B at this point um, against UCLA who is a very weird dumpster fire yes. um, that almost turned the fire onto Washington state. Yeah. Um, that game was, but then last week fell apart again. Um, Do you, but here's my question, Max, with all these teams on by you, you're not guaranteed a workload yet with Pierce, but mm-hmm. you know, he's going to get work. Are you, are yeah. you, are you rolling him out? I, I think I would feel comfortable if I was in it. If I was in a spot where I needed to, I actually am right now in our family league. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm debating it. Mm. I'm debating it. He's. Line I had him in my lineup three. until about a couple hours ago. So who are you between? Just let's go on this tangent. Who so it was once. It was once I found out that Charles Williams was healthy. You're I threw between, him back in the lineup. You're between Williams and Pierce. But yes, but I mean, I feel like I should start Williams, but then he plays Boise State. Which isn't exactly ideal. Uh, no, then I've got he... some other. I've got some other plays um, that I could put in Pierce. It's just to see whether Jamar Jefferson and the workload that, that he Play, might he get. But I honestly, I wouldn't be too surprised to see them both get, you know, high teens carry like 15, 16, 17 carries, yeah. and both thrive in this game. I, it wouldn't surprise me that much. Um, even if Pierce is a guy that still gets maybe 12, 13 touches. You can still rely on him to put on po- put up points against UCLA this week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, this next one, Brendan Knox, Middle Tennessee. Look, this one's pretty cut and dry to me. He's the only back remaining at Marshall. Middle, Middle Tennessee is horrible against the run. He's not fourth very, worst. Yeah, fourth worst in in all of college football. He is not a high percentage zone guy. Look, if you need to grab him off the wire, do it. Roll him in the lineups. He is good for at least fifteen fantasy points. At least, yeah, I would I would hope 100 yards and a touchdown against Middle Tennessee. Yep. Uh, even though he only seems to get limited workload, being the number one back, you know, he probably only gets around 15 carries a game. But even so, that'd be enough. I think so too. Yeah. Max, is this last name on this sheet on the running backs? Anyways, it. I feel like we kind of discussed this off air a little bit. How surprising is it that Tony Jones is so low owned? It's. So it's a little spray. Obviously, he hasn't met up to expectations at a a uh, Notre Dame running back. Normally. Right, but he's the only guy right. there now, right? It, and it's true. And he's playing yeah. against Bowling Green this week. Bowling Green. He should. I'm not kidding you. He should be about north of 150 yards this weekend. Probably. And it will be on like yeah. nine carries. Probably. But, I mean, last week, what, he did it on – he had three touchdowns last week. Yeah, he had a good um, game last week. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I, I think even even during this dumpster fire week, if he is on your wire, you need to go grab him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like, so, too. Like, no hesitation. <laughs> like, he needs yeah. to be on your team. And he definitely needs to be started this week. Yes. There's, yeah, coming that's, up. That's like a no-brainer. If if I had to pick yeah. one guy from this group of running backs I'm the most confident in, it's probably Tony Jones. Yeah. 18 for 131 and 3 last week against yeah. Virginia. Sorry, that took me so long to pull up. Um, but – that, and now going against Bowling Green, who's 117th against the run so far this year. I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to yeah, it's, it's take him 10 carries to yeah. put up a monster game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the week before, he had nine carries against U- Georgia. And obviously, you don't expect a huge game against a no, team like Georgia. absolutely not. So, it, I, I think, yeah, his own percentage was, was very shocking when I saw it. Only 38% right now. Um, in a week where there's so many buys. And he's a, and he's a Power 5 guy. Yeah, especially in P5, right? dude. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're in a power five only, you got. I mean, I, I don't know why you. I don't have know. Him. Yeah, why he's on the wire, and I. Yep. Like we said, all all teams like we're in, still surprised on the wire. Yeah, a um, little bit. We got receivers here. Um, a lot of these. I mean, like like we said during this type of week, it's a lot of matchups. You're looking for good matchups. And this first one, you have we're kind of on the Boise State train here, but we have CT Thomas versus UNLV. He has been supremely productive. On only like five catches per game, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought to the beginning of the season it was going to be Shakir that was going to be kind of that main receiver, right? And now here we are with CT Thomas, who's put up big numbers the last couple of weeks. I think the thing with Thomas is so the look Shakir and Thomas are the guys you want. Tom Shakir takes a lot of underneath routes and screens. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be your reception guy, but you look at CT Thomas's. He missed the Marshall game because of injury, I believe. I don't think it was suspension. It was injury. His last two games were 5 for 119 and 1 and 4 for 61 and 2. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of a boomer bust playing away, but he seems to be the one at Boise State right now. Yep, he does. And obviously, we've talked about UNLV. Being uh, bad. In that matchup already. Yes. Yes. Very bad. Very bad. This one, this next one totally depends on what they're going to do with Chanel. We have Tony Brown versus Arizona. Tony Brown has been great with Chanel out. If Chanel plays, Max, is he worth a flex play in a deep league against Arizona, even if Chanel plays? Because you don't know if Chanel's going to be on a snap count. I mean, with his injury history, do you still start Brown regardless of Chanel if he plays? I think I think you can. Against Arizona. Mainly because Chanel's been shut down this year uh, by multiple teams. I mean, um, the thing is he finally got it going against Air Force. And then he got hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Um, but yes, I agree. He did. It hasn't been what we expected. But... Yeah, but the, yeah, I don't know. The thing is, is, I mean, Arizona State's, you know, a pretty tough team. And Tony Brown put up nine for 150 and three on him. Yeah. Right, which is, which is big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the game against Arizona, which should be probably, you know, a lighter a lighter load than Arizona State was. I feel like I'd still be comfortable um, knowing the way that teams have covered Chenault this year and the way he's kind of underperformed, except for obviously against Air Force. Um, but I'm totally fine with Tony Brown. Yeah. Next one here, it's the it's the Georgia State Arkansas State special. Roll out all the receivers, but we're talking about Jonathan Adams here. He's the the number three receiver, if you will, in that offense. But he's still been very productive. Very productive. I yes. mean, especially in this matchup, roll him out there. Like, mm. 
it's a it's a little bit of a dart throw, but I, I'd be comfortable with him at the flex. I think wide so. Receiver three, maybe, especially on this week. Yeah, in a game where he had seven receptions last week, yeah. is there number three? Yeah, there's uh, plenty of room in that offense. Plenty to go around, um, and it shouldn't be any different this week going against Georgia State. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd be totally fine. You could roll through receivers for these guys. Yep. And it's just, let's have some fun. Um, Shatarius Atwell um, for Louisville versus Boston College. This is not the Boston College of old that we expect it to be. Offensively, sure. A.J. Dillon's still doing his thing, but... <laughs> A.J. Dillon. Down the sideline. I really want to get like an audio <laughs> clip of Brett just screaming that and just inserting that in any time Boston we College should. is mentioned. I might, I might make it like when Brett calls me, might make it the caller ID. Like you a should. picture of AJ Dillon will show up on my phone. Yep. And then that will just scream out my phone. And people will be AJ like, Dillon. I hope I'm in like a public place to like a library or something. And that just goes <laughs> off. Yeah. Scare, That'd be great. Scare the That'd crap be funny. out of people. It'd be great. But Atwell. <laughs> just AJ Dillon. Down the sideline. People be like, what? But then you just let it run and you don't yeah, shut it off. Don't answer the phone. Yeah. Just lock eyes. Lock and then you start <laughs> stiff arming people and throwing books off the shelves. <laughs> just start rioting. Literally lock eyes with the girl across the desk trying to yep. like do her homework and just don't answer the phone. This is just stare at her. Intensity. Okay. Yep. Back and then the Heisman pose. Yes, absolutely. Back to Jadarius <laughs> Atwell. Look. Louisville, we don't know what to really expect here, but on this week, I think he he's had some good games. I think he's a boomer bust play. But uh-huh. I mean, look, Kansas lit up Boston College. Is there any more we need to say? <laughs> I I think that might just cover it. Yeah, I I think that does it. I just, think if you need a receiver, um, yeah. So the one thing that I do worry about with Atwell is the resurgence of Des Fitzpatrick, uh, which could get interesting. Knowing Des had seven for one thirty three and a touchdown last week. Um, and who I thought was going to be the guy going into the season, right? He was a high tide recruit um, who everybody liked. So that's one place that I'm kind of worried uh, with Atwell, but Atwell should still be the guy. I think so too. Um, this last... he still, I mean, he still had five for six and a touchdown. Yeah, last so week, I mean, he so. still had something. Like that's that's what you're looking for with these spot plays on this week. You're just looking for guys, just guys mm-hmm. that can at least give you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one here, Max. Going to wrap us up. It is our favorite game of the week: Cornelius McCoy versus Arkansas State. Look, this game we're saying roll out everyone. I yeah. Georgia State's one versus Arkansas State, who just gave up like forty some points to Troy. Roll them out. I'm in. Roll them out. There's yeah. There's no debating it. If if any of those four receivers we've mentioned, the three on Arkansas State and McCoy, I'm assuming. Um, the top two for Arkansas State are probably not available in your league, but just roll out any of those guys to be out. Totally. And then, yeah, obviously McCoy is going to be the number one for, for Ellington in this game. Yeah. Which we're hoping Ellington throws a lot of touchdown passes, which means McCoy is probably going to catch some touchdown passes. Therefore, which means fantasy points. Fantasy points. Very not a dumpster fire. Very thriving offensive fantasy game. Yeah. Love well, it. that does it. I mean, look, we, we said this episode was going to be a little different than our other ones. It's kind of going to be short and sweet because we're a little later in the week, like we said, and we want to get something out to you guys. Um, so, yeah, those are our dumpster dive um, plays of the week. We know you guys are desperate with your lineups. There's 30-some teams on by. 
you have no idea who's actually in your lineup right now. So these are some guys that we think that you they're not bad options, basically. These are the guys we have the most faith in. Max, is there anything you want to add before we say deuces? Yeah. K Hookham got me last week. Oh By gosh. Four points. Here, here we go with the By four the, points. The freaking industry league. Look. The only reason I Got beat me. Bogman is simply because Cleo Tate was in his lineup. And, you know, it is what it is. You've got to take your wins it when happens. you can. It happens. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, that, that does kind of stink. Yeah. Because he could have made a push. He probably would have beat me. Let's be he honest. Probably he probably would have. Against UCLA, he probably would have. Cleo Tate yeah. would have smashed. But, yep. and that's, that's how college fantasy I, football works. I mean, my team, I was confident my team rolling out. Didn't perform as well as I wanted to. Um, still pretty decent games at everybody. I still put up a good number of points. I put up the third highest number of points. Up uh, fourth. Highest points. Turns out Cahill can put up the second most highest. Or the third most points. So, yeah. So, it, it happens. But we're moving on to the next week. Yep. That's all you can do is look yep. forward. Well, that does it for us, guys. Look, if you like what we're doing here, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you want to hear me and Max talk about more college fantasy football. Until next time, take it easy.